Alrighty, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Reformed Dissenters, the show where Reformed Christians dissent against popular ideas of culture by asserting a biblical worldview. My name is Bruce Johnson. I am joined today, as always, by my brother Jacob Johnson. Hello. And we are very excited to have you joining us today. Send us an email by uh, forwarding it or, or messaging us at uh, trdshow at protonmail.com. I don't know how emails work because I don't know that people use emails all the time. So if you know, you're one of those people that really doesn't use emails very often, you can just go to our website, which is trdshow.net and scroll to the bottom of the homepage and send us a message that way because... That is also an option. So if you are not someone who sends emails, if you are someone who sends emails, trdshow at protimemail.com is where you can go. If you're not, trdshow.net. It's our show website. You have no excuse to not contact us. We really just want to hear from our audience. Ask us a question. Send us uh, topic ideas. Send us current event articles you think we should be aware of. What is happening politically on your level, locally? We want to hear from you. So reach out to us. Sign up for our newsletter, too, because... Sometimes, sometimes, it's very rare, I'm sure, for all of you listening, but occasionally you may forget to tune into one of our episodes. It's okay. Everyone makes mistakes. It happens every once in a while. And we would like to help you fix that and keep it from happening in the future. <laughs> so you can go to drdshow.net slash newsletter and sign up for our newsletter and you'll get uh, reminders about new episodes when they come out. That's not totally self-serving, is it, Jake? Or did I no. totally just alienate with... Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> Great. All right. No. So today is Current Events Monday. Uh, we have so, so much to talk about. I mean, um, okay, it's Monday. Tuesday is is tomorrow. Now I sound like Kamala Harris. Brilliant. Um, <laughs> stating random facts that are just obviously apparent. Russia Anywho. is a big country. Yeah, Ukraine is a little country. Russia is attacking Ukraine. Basically, that's wrong. Okay. Are you teaching kindergarten? I guess. <laughs> um, so, tomorrow is a big day. Tomorrow is election day. And uh, I'm sure you've all heard about the massive red wave coming our way. It's going to save us. It's the red tsunami, as Steve Dace mm. calls it. Uh, super exciting, right? I'm sure you're all thrilled, and you can tell by the tone in my voice that I am so excited. Yeah, Couldn't possibly be more excited. Okay, anyway, so we're going to be talking about that, um, and why, really, it's it's not that exciting. But we'll get to that. And, uh, Jake, you, you're going to be talking about, um, another, uh, controversial issue, apparently. It ends. Um... Well, no, okay. it ends controversial. It starts out talking about uh, the gas uh, and the rising ah. prices of gas. Um, but that leads me into a little bit of there. a controversial point. No, no. Because of, <laughs> here at the TRD show, we like to actually talk about uh, principles, not just something random that happened <gasps> yesterday what? or something. Goodness, that's crazy. <laughs> you mean connecting it and viewing current events from a biblical perspective and connecting it to scripture? Mm. What? Mm -hmm. It's, it's just unheard of. It makes no sense. I, uh, know. I know. Yeah, I'm blown away that you would even suggest something like that on this show. Well, I'm very excited to hear your perspective on that. And I'm sure you're all very excited to hear um, from two disgruntled uh, former Republican <laughs> people about uh, 
our issues with the Republican Party. So let's get into it. I, I just signed up for voting. I, I just registered Wait, did the you vote. just register? I did. Um, Independent? By the way, I'm only 18, everybody. Hello. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can only now vote. But, um, oh, wow. Uh, but Independent? I think so. I, I think that's what I registered for. <laughs> I, so. I don't know. I don't think I voted. I don't think I went for Republican because I was. Yeah. I was thinking through it because at first I was like, maybe I should go Republican just so I can vote for the primary candidate. And then I was like, nah, I don't even want to vote for the primary candidate, and I don't want to give the Republicans more stuff. So I might have been either independent or non-affiliate. <laughs> We're not contrarian at all over here at the Reform Dissenters. <laughs> nice. Well, congratulations, you know, on that. You are an American citizen now, and uh, your vote, at least, uh, they will pretend, definitely matters. Counts. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it definitely <laughs> counts. So we've been told. All right. So before we get into all of that, though, um, we have to talk about our verse of the week. And our verse this week is... As always, not just one verse. Um, we call it the verse of the week segment because it's really not just a verse of the week. It's like verses of the week. But it that doesn't roll off the tongue nearly as well as verse of the week. So, you know, we're too lazy to change it. I mean, we're not lazy. We thought this through. Um, so our verse this week <laughs> is Proverbs chapter 24, verses 5 through 6. And it says, A wise man is full of strength, and a man of knowledge enhances his might. For by wise guidance, you can wage your war. And in abundance of counselors, there is victory. And again, that's Proverbs mm. 24, 5 through 6. This is probably one of the most multifaceted passages in scripture I have ever read. And there is so much here. And I know all of us can hopefully remember times in our lives where this verse cuts to our heart and, and hits close to home. We've all made unwise decisions and have um, regretted those decisions and have realized, hopefully come to the point, or maybe you are in the process of coming to that point, or you will come to that point, that you will realize that the people around you matter. Who you surround yourself with matters. We see at the beginning of this verse five, you know, a wise man is full of strength. So much today masculinity is is being um stripped away for those who are like we need masculinity they go right to the gym and they beef up their muscles and they say great i've got masculinity the bible is not saying that's a bad thing and i'm sure uh, kyle hessler wouldn't say that's a bad thing either right right <laughs> uh, but that is not uh what the strength the definition of strength that we see in this verse in this verse we see a wise man is full of strength. So we see wisdom being strength. So a wise man has strength and a man of knowledge enhances his might. So how do you enhance your might? Just going to the gym? That's an outward enhancement of your might. But to really enhance your might, you need to be a man of knowledge. And where does all knowledge and understanding come from? The fear of the Lord. That's where it originates from. And, you know, verse six goes into for by wise guidance you can wage your war we are in a spiritual battle and i seriously hope that everyone listening understands that if you don't understand that um i would love to know what rock you've been living under um we are very clearly in a spiritual war uh, the end of ephesians talks about putting on the armor of god 
all throughout scripture we see, and we're actually going to be talking about this um, later. We're pulling up, Jacob and I both pulled up an Ephesians passage, and it's the same Ephesians passage, and we didn't even plan on that. But we're going to be discussing that later. We're very clearly in a war. We got into our pre-show, and it was just like, oh, wait a second, we both chose the same verse. Oh, how is that going (laughs) to work out? Yeah, right, Uh, right. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But the thing so, is, we're talking about two, almost two entirely different topics. They're, they're similar in yeah, ways. But Obviously, connected. we have the same verse. So, Yep. Yep. But. Exactly. Um, and this last part is, is, I think, one of the most important facets of this. An abundance of counselors, there is victory. In an abundance of counselors, there is victory. And elsewhere throughout Proverbs, I mean, the book of Proverbs is full of descriptions of the kinds of people you should be around, the kinds of people that are wise. And that descriptive word wise means they have the fear of the Lord and they understand that the Bible applies to all areas of life and they are giving you biblical counsel, biblical wisdom, not emotional wisdom, not emotional counsel, not even just logical counsel, but biblical counsel. That is one of the most rare things to find today is someone who has a question, approaches another man, and the man says, hold on, I have a verse for this. Let's study scripture and this will answer your question. That is incredibly rare to find today. So this verse is telling us that's what we need. Um, I want to bring in one other proverb that addresses this like head on proverb uh proverbs eleven fourteen says where there is no guidance a people falls but in an abundance of counselors there is safety so it's not even just success it's not even the opposite of falls because we see this is set up as the dichotomy right there's no guidance there's no counsel people will fall they'll fail the flip side is in an abundance of counselors you're not just not going to fall. There's safety there. There's safety from you falling. There's safety from attacks. There's safety from a lot of things. And so clearly an abundance of counsel and having wise counsel is vitally important, especially in today's world. All right. So with that being said, I'm sure we'll be discussing this a lot more throughout the week, but right now we'll pass it over to Jake to talk about our current events or to at least kick off our current events today. Yeah, and I'm going to keep mine quite short because I know Boost has a good bit going on. Uh, and <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> I, I do have two articles to bring in. The first one is just to kind of set up my point. The second one is to kind of bring in my overall point and really talk about something that I think is important for us to know. Uh, but the first one, the headline states, Utility companies warn of rising prices, natural gas shortage. And, end quote. and as the headline states, prices of gas and power are rising. And, but, you know, this has been happening for a while now. And even after, and this is even after the Nord Stream pipeline had been destroyed. That is quite, this is what kind of what's causing it, in a sense. This is, this is a, a problem, as, we, as I've mentioned before on the show. But um, a quote from the article says, I, and I quote, Eyewitness News ran into someone in Berlin who described how one of her bills increased to over $200. Wow. Yeah. And, and quote. 
but yeah, it, this is a problem. I, I don't think anybody can disagree that this is a problem. But my yeah. next article goes on to say, uh, goes on, and the headline of this article is, IEA says Europe must now must act now to avoid winter 2023 gas shortages. Hmm. So again, this is a problem. Uh, and a direct quote from the article says, Europe needs to act now to avoid a natural gas shortage next year, given the loss of Russian supply and expectations Chinese demand will increase, the International en- Energy Agency says on Thursday. So, end quote. Because both America and Europe, and Asia for that matter, they've cut the influx of fuel from Russia because they're uh, they're basically banning Russia. They're they're saying they don't want to get anything from Russia because Russia is waging a war on Ukraine, and and now a lot of people are suffering because of this. Hmm. But what I want to bring up, and what brings me to my controversial point, is that Republicans are looking at this and seeing this, and are blaming the gas shortages on Biden. And and really, you, if you look at it, there is a problem. Because we could have so much more fuel than we do if it weren't for us not having enough oil refineries. Biden makes a point saying that oil refineries are receiving oil at a very cheap price. And they are. That, that isn't untrue. That is true. They are receiving oil at a very cheap price. But the thing is, in order to turn that oil into gas, they need refineries. The problem is, all of these refineries are backed up, and they're not able to send enough gas through. Wow. Because a, a refinery has... Refineries... Uh, sorry. A new refinery hasn't been able to open since ni- since the 1970s. What? We haven't had a new refinery since the 1970s. Wow. Because they're not allowed. They are not allowed to open because they need a permit from the government. And the government, because of environmental reasons, will not allow them to open. Isn't socialism just like the best thing ever? Yeah. But that leads me to... Yeah. But that leads me to this point. Let's stop blaming Biden. Biden (laughs) is not the problem. As we've talked about before, Biden is just a front man for this unbiblical idea of environmentalism. Ephesians 6.12 says, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Let's stop blaming Biden, and let's start attacking the idea of environmentalism. Let's start attacking the unbiblical ideas that are being propagated. We, we, we always just want to blame the current president in charge. Instead of calling sin, sin. Our fight is not with Biden. But the idea of environmentalism should be where our fight is. We have to stop complaining about the current face of evil. Instead of showing the sin... Of that evil, 
and the root of the problem, which is sin, mm. which is evil. Yeah. Yeah. Really good point. Yeah. And, and that plays kind of directly into what I would like to, to, to bring up as well. Um, and, you know, your, your point about, hey, let's stop just playing the political, political game, basically, is what you're hitting at. Is let's just stop playing the political game just to play the political game. You know, point the finger. This is your fault. This is you. Instead of stepping back, realizing we are treating this like a game. When in fact, mm. it's very much not. People's lives are at stake here. People's lives are in the fray, are, are being played with in this game. And they have no right, the civil government has no right to be playing this game at all. <laughs> and instead of recognizing that, stepping out and saying, you know what? We are as much to blame for this as they are because we played along with it. We let them. We didn't study the, what the word of God says about these areas. We didn't hold our pastors accountable to preaching on these areas of life and society. So we're just as much to blame for this as we are, as they are. We like to still point fingers because that's what our first parents did. That's what Adam and Eve did. Oh, it, it was the woman's fault. No, no, it wasn't my fault. It was the serpent's fault. Oh, it was, yeah, it was this person's fault. We like to shuffle the blame. That was what we like to do. So... By that same token, though, something that a lot of people are really excited about right now is that the GOP Republican Party is on track to take this election by a landslide. It's just like massive across the whole United States. I mean, places that we never thought could go could go red, quote unquote. We're like, hey, this is going to go red. It's looking like uh, Hochul and uh, governor of, of New York could possibly lose um it's uh, to to uh what is it zeldon uh we're looking in arizona we're looking in all these places and we're seeing wow look at this monumental victories for Who was people it? that have um, an r in front of their names pennsylvania it's looking as if mastriano is gonna win uh oh is it Mastri uh he was pretty low in the polls but it was the other guy uh, uh oz no uh, oz. It's like oh oz yeah. is gonna beat out the uh the guy who Fetterman. is basically a Biden clone, yeah, Fetterman. Yeah, but um, I mean, I I thought I was seeing some polls where it was looking like Mascherano was decent. Uh, he's pretty far below the other guy. What's okay. you just said his name? The Shapiro. Shapiro, yeah, yeah, he's pretty low behind him, unfortunately. But mm. Mastriano is a great example, and yeah. I'll, let me bring him up in a bit because it's gonna that would play in really well to what I want to talk about in a little bit. But 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 first, um, I you know want to back this up. Obviously, in case you haven't heard, some of the headlines are you know here's one: suburban uh, women voters swing to GOP could lead to historic midterm win, according to the director of Big Data Poll. So woohoo, yay! That's fun. Uh, the BDP, which is the Big Data Poll, found a margin of 17 to 18 points for independent suburban women voters that live in metro suburban areas uh who are leaning toward the GOP. So, woohoo, we we did that. All right. Um another headline is let's early look, voting. Go ahead. Let's look for an earthly savior instead of looking to our yeah. heavenly savior. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um another headline, 
And again, these, these are all supposed to be really exciting, invigorating. Yay. Get you off the couch. <laughs> this is, I'm thrilled. Woohoo. Which clearly I am thrilled. You can tell by the tone of my voice. I couldn't be more excited. Um, next headline is early voting begins in New York. Representative Zeldin within striking distance of failed Governor Hochul. And they throw in their little strikes and, and little um, clearly not unbiased headline things mm. there. Um, so a straight out quote from the article, you know, uh, New York governor's race between Republican Representative Zeldin and incumbent Democrat Hathi Hochul. That's who these are in, in New York. Uh, recent polls suggest Zeldin is within striking distance of Hochul, who only holds a 50 to 46 percent lead. Predictably, Hochul has a dominant lead in New York City. The suburbs are split and Zeldin is leading upstate. Voter turnout across the state will be critical for Zeldin to oust the incumbent governor. So whoop-de-doo, there's that. Uh, let's see here. Here's another one. All right. Well, hopefully this uh, this will get you on your feet. Woohoo! Walker to win Georgia by five to six points, predicts Newt Gingrich. Gingrich? Gingrich. Uh, Walker is a former NFL and college football star, and uh, he's apparently ahead of Democrat incumbent Raphael Warnock by two to five points in five polls from the past week. And uh, one more just to, you know, wrap it up and um, put a little bow on top. Who is it that says, oh, Anthony Brian Logan. That's that's hilarious. Um, Another headline is uh, GOP candidates surge in governor's races while raising less money than Democrats. Oh, rah, rah, go team. Uh, A little bit of a quote from the article. In Arizona, polls show Democrat Katie Hobbs, who had stayed roughly even with the Trump-endorsed Republican Carrie Lake, now falling behind. Hobbs has raised $5 million to Lake's $3.8 million, according to Transparency USA. Uh, Continuing with the Quote, another quote is, in Michigan, the race has tightened to put Republican challenger Tudor Dixon within the margin of error in polling against Democrat incumbent Gretchen Whitmer. Apparently, Whitmer raised five times as much money as Dixon. So I hope you're excited because these people are looking to be your new leaders. So, you know, that's great. These people who are not based solely on the word of God. These people who trust in their own wisdom and their own hearts, even though we know they're desperately wicked, who can know them. We want to trust these people, especially with the amount of power that they will be given after Tuesday. Uh, Yeah, that just sounds like a wonderful idea. So, but I mean, okay, let's step back a bit from the rant that I think we all know is coming. Um, Let's ask the question, why are they doing so well? Because, hey, you know what? It's a little strange. We've read, what is it, like, I think I read four headlines. I don't usually read four headlines. I I was obviously making a point that they're doing really darn well, and I think most people following politics right now knows they're doing well. You may not know why. Why why is there such a huge Republican swing right now? Why is it uh, a red tsunami, as Steve Dace likes to call it? Um, there, There are multiple reasons why this is happening. Um, But one of them is that a lot of Republicans are capitalizing right now on the lack of justice on the left. Um, You know, we've addressed this multiple times on the show, what justice actually is. But it's quite obvious that when you turn your back on God, you will lack wisdom and understanding and your heart will be darkened. So it's no surprise that that's what's happening to the left right now. 
Romans chapter 1 verse 21 says, For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. And that's Romans 1 21. Now, just like Jacob was saying, can this exclusively be said about the Democrats? Absolutely not. Um, notice the beginning of this verse. I think that's really the critical part of this that we miss. We like to quote the last part, you know, their foolish hearts were darkened. They became futile in their thinking, which is good to, to remember. But the first part, don't forget about that. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. So these are people that were not atheists. These were people who knew God. Now, you could make the case, and it's a good point to make, that we all know God, but we suppress the truth and unrighteousness. That's very true. But but I, what we see here specifically, for it says, for although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. This applies as much to Republicans as it does to Democrats today. These people who just vaguely refer to, oh, and someone asks, what are you running on? Oh, faith, freedom, and family. What the heck does that mean? What in the world does that even mean? No specifics. What do you mean faith? They, they like to use that tagline because it gives everybody the warm and fuzzies. But we have no concept of what faith and adhering to scripture actually means besides a tagline around election time. That's what it's been reduced to. And so their concept of wisdom and justice has been completely diluted. And they've become foolish and futile in their thinking. And their foolish hearts were darkened. Um, but anyways, justice clearly is lacking entirely in our country right now. And we've discussed this multiple times. Um, so people aren't happy about that for obvious reasons. I mean, how would you feel if you went out onto the street and your chances of getting shot were 50-50? It's kind of in a lot of places in the country. That's kind of where it is. That's judgment from God on us turning away from him. But the solution to that is not what people think it is. So, but here's one reason why people are voting so heavily for Republicans right now, because they think that's the solution. According to multiple sources, the New York governor's race is leaning towards the Republican side because of the crime rates, which would seem to be uh, a motivating factor for Zeldin, which is the uh, representative in New York running against uh, Hochul. Um, there's a quote from uh, the article that I'll link that'll be in the description that says a man tried to stab him being Zeldin on a stage at a campaign rally and two men were shot outside his home with the bullets landing near his teen daughters. So obviously crime is a motivating factor behind this man running for office. Okay. So he wants these criminals to face justice. That's great. <clears throat> but where does justice come from? Uh, we, we forget this so quickly in America, and this red wave is going to give us a false hope because we, we incorrectly assume that justice can come from us and that mm. we can, apart from God, have some semblance of justice. We can't. We've tried over and over and over again throughout history, over the past several decades, you name it. There are millions of examples that could be shown. Justice apart from God, true justice does not exist. And it certainly is not a long-term strategy. But hopefully we all know this. I, I really sincerely hope 
that if you're listening to the show, you know by now that the Republican red wave is not going to save you. Like Jacob said earlier, it's not your savior. You're looking for the earthly savior instead of your true savior. Never ends well. But, but we are post-millennials. And so we always like to find some positive flickers of hope, something to grasp onto because God does everything for a reason. He moves in mysterious ways and works everything out for the good of our salvation. So what is the positive here? What is God calling us to do? What is he teaching us through this? My takeaway, this is my opinion, my perspective, is that we should be pressing our advantage. So I've titled this section, two minutes left, press your advantage. Right now, we're seeing mercy from God in giving us politicians who at least don't claim to hate us and what we're working for. But don't lose your edge. This doesn't mean we now have permission from God to go back to sleep and do nothing again. Um, and I'll use an illustration. There's a, there's a phrase that's often used in the chess world. I'm a huge chess person. I'm, I'm not great at it, but I enjoy playing it. And I've studied a lot of theory behind it. I enjoy it. I'm not great, but it's fun. So this analogy kind of came to my mind. Um, and the, the phrase in, this, in the chess world is press your advantage. Um, the principle is that whoever goes first immediately has a one-move advantage. And if you're a chess player, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you go first, you immediately have a one-move advantage. And you need to take advantage of that advantage. <laughs> you need to use that or you'll lose it. Um, you get to kick things off and you get to control the direction of the game. You have a lot of power with just one move advantage. There's a lot under your control. Typically, you'll open with a pawn. A lot of people do that. Opening with a pawn gives you the opportunity to open things up. <laughs> See what they did there? To open things up and allow your other pieces room to move onto the battlefield. That's why we open with a pawn, so that a bishop can get out, or a rook can get out, or a knight has a better place and it's defended. Pawns are not the main part of the game. They allow us to develop our other pieces and get them out there on the board. But we usually open with them with our one-move advantage. This concept is called developing your pieces. And it's essential if you want to hold on to and press the advantage that you have. Modern-day Republicans winning political positions is like you opening with a pawn. It doesn't guarantee your victory. You'll gain an advantage, but it's up to you to press that advantage. Pawns don't often defeat kings on their own. That just doesn't usually happen unless you're really good at the game. That really doesn't usually happen. We are in a spiritual war. This is how this connects. Okay, we are in a battle against another king, against the opponent's king. Ephesians 6.12 tells us, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. The Democrats aren't the king we're battling. Remember that. They aren't the king we're battling. They're just his pawns, just like the Republicans are God's pawns. Mm. And that's my rant. Well, wow. anything that was like good. To... I yeah, thanks. I like that. I like that ending. <laughs> thanks. That's good. That very very poignant phrase. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> nice. Well, anything you'd like to add before we wrap up? I think I just did. Cool. Okay, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Cool. No, right. yeah. We'll it's fine there. All right. Good yeah, night, everybody. Yeah. No. <laughs> good night. Yeah. See you. <laughs> well, I thank just, you all. I just. Oh yeah. Go ahead. I just. I. 
I looked down and I didn't know if I had a tie on or not, so oh. I, I got a little bit Yay. scared. But I am wearing a tie. So check that box. I didn't is forget definitely. it. Yay! I haven't forgotten it once. <laughs> Me neither. And if, magically. And if I did, and if I did, you you all wouldn't even know. You would because we could have just started the recording over again. <laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs> have no idea. Well, thank you all so, so much for listening or watching us today. Don't forget, please like this video, subscribe, give us a five-star review. We really, really appreciate all of those. Check out our show website, trdshow.net. Send us an email, trdshow at protonmail.com. Those are all up on screen, so definitely check those out. And we really appreciate you, again, listening or watching. And don't forget, everyone, in all that you do, do it as unto the Lord.